Right. So then like uh, a couple of weeks ago, he hits me up and he's like, yo, I miss those conversations you would have. Cause I would go back like thinking, I'm like, yeah. Think about how not to talk like a black person when you first meet a black person. You know, is that one of them? So anyway, I was still in these lounge chairs. I know how you feel. <laughs> Actually killed his best friend. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I was like, I'm talking about a lizard, man. Tricked some guys into blowing him, I guess. And then like, the whole thing sounds like a bad time. There it is. Let's go. Well, that's, that's a good place to start. Welcome to the next episode of Discoursers, people that I probably don't like or probably aren't listening. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're going to go with the rules first. Uh, but, well, but first, uh, today we got Brandon. Fuck yeah. B. My boy B. Brandon. What up? All right, let's go through the rules real quick. I'm sure you heard them. Everybody's heard them a million times, but it's just a thing. Uh, rule number one, keep it civil. Let's both get out of here in one piece. Probably won't be a problem. Yep. Two, if one is offended, aggravated, whatnot, uh, they ask the other person to explain. Probably won't be an issue, I guess. Uh, only interrupt if the other person is exhausting and answer on and on, grandstanding, or if you have a really good joke. <laughs> okay. That's, a, that's an addendum I put on there. It's number three. Okay. Uh, number four, just be yourself because that's who I want to meet. That's who I want to talk to. That's what people want to hear. And uh, there are only two states to be in, talk or listen, especially with Zoom shows. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to add one more rule. Okay. Um, dogs don't fight or try and hump each other while we're on the phone. All right? No distractions. Right. But, human, but humans can still try to hump each other on the podcast. Yeah. That's okay. probably not going to happen. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Yeah, so we were just uh, talking about you uh, working on your painting during COVID. You going hard into that? I'm going super hard into it, man. Like, it's um, it's always been, like, something that's been on the back burner for me. I just try it out here and there. But now it's, like, like you were talking before like we started recording, you know, it's my main gig right now. And it's kind of awesome man to just sit there in front of the easel and just put those feelings down or whatever i'm thinking i mean they're all abstract so no one knows what's going on but you know mm -hmm. it's cool to like just slap some paint down and just be like going over and over and over you know and i got all these friends are pressuring me to go larger and i'm like i should go smaller so people can actually buy this shit because apparently yeah. no one wants to buy this stuff mm -hmm. well i mean like that's how you get famous, right? Is you just do the ones that no one can afford. Pretty much. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, but if you buy it and I die, then it'll be worth even more. So come on. Right. You exactly. get in now before I, I kick the bucket. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking about doing heroin. I don't know. Maybe. Don't maybe know. not. I'm thinking about driving uh, Lupel Duvide, you know, just driving <laughs> off a cliff and see what happens. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I think... Is that like a, there's got to be some sort of stock trade rule about that, you know? Like it's, it's like in stocks, you can't pump up your stocks more than it is. Yeah. So maybe you get arrested for that. I don't know. And with the artists, it's like, hey, you can't like put out a death note or a death wish until, uh, until you completed X many works, you right. know? Uh, we still gotta, we got to fill up museums with this stuff. Come on, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you selling any? I sold a few, did a few commissions, got a few commissions on the way right now. 
Um, it's kind of like interspersed because, you know, you know, my history of furniture and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I actually got a few commissions for that. Well, what do you call that? Not commissions, jobs, I guess, or gigs rather. Right. So I built some furniture. So those are like in the way right now. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm like, maybe in the afternoon, I'll have a few drinks and be like, well, hey, Easel, how are you doing? Smoke a little, smoke a little something and be like, well, hey, look at you there. Band-aid. But the depressing thing is, like, it's in my bedroom, all this stuff, because I don't really have much space in my little 200-year-old cottage. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up, and I'm staring at the easel, and I'm like, ah, fuck you, you're still there, unfinished. <laughs> right. You know? So it's like, yeah. it puts that pressure on you. And I can't, like, turn the whole easel around. It's like this, uh, I just took some two-by-fours, man, because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to buy a real easel. I'm going to make one myself at 4 a.m., right of course yeah of course <laughs> as we do <laughs> i like get some like two by fours i had and i'm just like chopping them up putting it together and like built this like uh torture device looking thing <laughs> it's like up there i'm like yeah cool hey ladies come on over and they're like what's that i'm like oh let's put a painting on it it's an easel mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's not a it's nothing weird at all Right. It's an easel, but if you flip it around, then what it's a different story. <laughs> so the, the chains and the leather on the other side. <laughs> that all comes shooting out of the ceiling. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry about that stuff. That's just part of the artistic process. That's, you know, you don't, yeah. Hey, whatever sells, man. Whatever exactly. sells. <laughs> it's like Maude from, uh, um, what's it, Big Lebowski, where she's like, Swinging through the air, screaming and oh, like throwing the paint everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have space for that. I don't have space for that. The cattle would look at me pretty oddly if I did that. They do it anyway. Whatever. They look at everything oddly, though. They forget what it was from five minutes before. So, so um, <laughs> when I first moved out there, right, I'm wearing my Buffalo Bills Zubaz pants. You know what those are? Mm-mm. Like the tiger print but in like red white and blue like okay. big puffy pants no shirt for some reason i decided to put my gold chains on <laughs> and a buffalo bill hat and i'm sitting out there having a drink on the front porch and i'm like oblivious to the world you know and just enjoy and live on the farm mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the rancher rolls up <laughs> and i'm just like hey he's like what's up i'm like hey just enjoying this day and he's like Looks like it. All right. See you later. I was just like, whatever. Because no one comes down my road. Like, in order to get down my road where I live, you got to, like, make a concerted effort to get down there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. It's like, that's where I live. I just got these cattle that look at me. And I'll go outside blasting, like, blasting, like, Jock Jams Volume 2. And I'm, like, dancing to that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Pump up the jams. <laughs> and the cattle walk up they're like they literally like cross the pasture they're like what's this dude doing like i don't understand but i'm into it i'm into it right you ever get them swaying you ever get them swaying a little bit to do a little so they don't really sway with me Waylon will get them to sway the dog mm. he like because they're used to like you know cattle rustling dogs and whatnot mm-hmm. so they'll like chase him around and i'm like stop being sheep stop following the man I get break free from it. But I will say, like, when the bulls come through, it's kind of hilarious. Because I don't have neighbors, really. But when the bull comes through, you hear that neighbor having sex at 2 in the morning, and you're like, fucking shut up! (laughs) You know? I can't use a broom 
boom, they like hit the ceiling. You're like, calm it down. You know, right, right. <laughs> it's like I have to go down and search for him. Like, shut it up, dude. The low grunting. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. Mm-hmm. And yet nature, so it's okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah, yeah. thing. They probably think the same thing about us when they're hearing us fuck from, you know, like outside. They're what, like, is screaming? Is she dying? Like, what's going on? Jesus, humans are weird. <laughs> I will say it's kind of funny when, like, two bulls are in two separate pastures but can see each other. Mm. So, like, I'm out there mending fence because I don't really work the farm, but, like, I don't want bulls breaking through the fence and walking out. You might have seen videos I posted about that where they like get loose and just walk through my front yard shouting everywhere but uh yeah so like i'm out there mending a fence and like i knew one bull was behind me but the other one across like clear across the pasture like three four football fields away he just starts screaming he's like motherfucker steve i see your ass over there and he slow walks talking shit the entire time coming across the pasture right and I'm like, hurry up and mend this fence for this guy acts like a fucking fool. And so I didn't know this. My landlady told me later. So bulls, when they get up to each other and can see each other, what they do is uh, they piss on the ground and then roll their heads in that piss to be like, I'm crazier than you, so fuck off. Right. And I'm like, whoa, that is extra fucking crazy. <laughs> you know? 100%. I'm like, that, that's your way of thumping your chest? Damn, son. Wow. I mean, that, it's, also, it's a trip being out there, man. So they rub their heads and all this shit and then butt heads. They don't even butt heads because they can't even reach each other. They're like two separate pastures, right? They've got the fence separating them by like, yeah, 20 ish feet. Oh, uh, okay. But, but they if, run up but if, shit. if they got out, they would. You think? Oh, yeah. They would hit sure. each other. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sure. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yo, and then was, there's me who goes out there when they break out. But go ahead, what'd you say? Yeah, no, I was gonna say, yo, I was just thinking about the fucking uh, the compound the other day. Yo, 50th Street. Yeah. Man. Go on. There are just so many stories that I tell people and they're like, nah, that's not real. They're like, nah, that's, that's not, not real. real. No yeah. one believes this shit. Yeah, man. yeah. I just feel like <laughs> I have to like water down stories from back in the day. I'm exactly. like, oh, we'll just tell you this one part. <laughs> right. Once you start adding in the fact that, I'm like, not gonna you, tell you what happened 15 minutes later. Once you start adding in the fact that people were like skateboarding off the roof into the fucking pool, and like there was a metal yep. band playing on the other side, and people were like, "Nah, that that's only yep. in movies." Like, no, that was nope. real shit. No, that was real shit. <laughs> so actually, I was down in Savannah about two weeks ago, and like that was actually the double tap trip. That was the one that finished it because I went down there in mm-hmm. July as well. And like, yeah, definitely both times. I drove my son wailing past there and was like, hey, dad used to hang here. <laughs> and the dog couldn't care less. He was like, whatever. I'm going to throw it on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, so many memories came flooding back. It was crazy, dude. Like that when I first pulled back in in July. So I haven't been back since uh, uh, I left. Well, uh, at the Savannah, Savannah, Georgia for everybody else, by the way. So just throwing that out. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm ro- rolling into town, and I'm like, ah, that's cool. Haven't been back here in a while. Got a, got a lot of history here. And, I'm like, I come down, like, the fucking road drops me right off on Abercorn Street with, like, the Spanish moss and everything. And it instantly started dry heaving. <laughs> and I'm like, 
felt hungover all of a sudden. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, uh-huh. oh, it's all back. Oh, it's all back. Start having flashbacks of, of sitting on a broken couch in your front yard with, I remember I had a, a pair of sunglasses with like one lens missing out of it one time. Yep. Like, yep. You're just sitting there hungover. <laughs> and then again, 15 minutes later, we set fire to that couch. So whatever. <laughs> The neck breaker pillow that just like everybody that stayed over slept on that pillow. It was like one of those stupid ones with the little feet or like arms on it, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, mm. yeah, yeah. And like everybody that laid on that one like woke up and like couldn't move their head. <laughs> they were like, right. uh, we're broken. It was one of those old ones that was still corduroy. Yep. I believe. <laughs> yep. Terrible, dude. Terrible. Yeah. That's so fun. Man, I, I still remember uh, having to dive into the pool to clean it out after yep. the winter one time, and it was pitch black. It was pitch totally black. pitch black, and I was just feeling around for beer bottles and broken beer bottles and cans and skateboards <laughs> and lawn furniture yep. and like, <laughs> <laughs> the pool. <laughs> there was one point where you like you kind of surfaced, but not really. We were like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. what's going on yeah. and you come up again with a cinder block <laughs> we're like oh yeah get that out of there <laughs> like, right. no way, dude. i thought for cute. sure i was gonna get some kind of staph infection or something i, I was like yeah i'll deserve that yeah like, yeah. yeah yeah dude that place was uh that was an experience man it was an experience and like I remember uh, I always tell the story about when you rolled up with uh, all of the EMT buddies with like a bunch of ambulances to the house. Would you have like eight ambulances show up to the house that one night? And like people are walking by like eight ambulances? What happened here? Like, what is going on? And we're inside and we're just seeing red and like, you know, red and blue lights. We're like, what cops are here? We're even doing it. We're playing StarCraft, you know, like, what is, like, what's going on? We're having a LAN party. And then meanwhile, you're just like, outside looks like mayhem that went down, some sort of massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I used to get some of those, uh, some of the people I work with just to drop by the party if they were working and they were in a neighborhood and we have, were having a party, they would just drop by in their uniform and be like, hey, what's going on? What's hey. up? <laughs> hey, what's up? You had that chick you used to ride with and like, I would always like pseudo crush on her. Oh, she was, was like, she was a hottie. She was a hottie. I would mm. like make her like um, greeting cards essentially, but like love cards as well. Be like, hey, thinking of you, save a life tonight. <laughs> oh, what's the other story? I used to tell the story all the time, or I still do. Of the guy, you like, we always knew when you came home if it was a good night or a bad night because like mm. how your reaction was in the morning. And like you came in and you were like ecstatic. You like threw your bag down and you were like, let me tell you this one. And then some guy got shot in the butt. <laughs> and like you were like, this guy was like, oh, they shot me in my ass. They shot me in my ass. And like he's just like hanging out on a bus stop bench when you guys rolled up. That yeah. was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, actually, uh, he first at first didn't know that he had gotten shot. Yeah. That was the weird part about that one is that when we showed up, he's like, hey, we got a call for, you know, uh, there was shooting here. And yeah. he goes, oh, I don't know. I think I might have called. He was he was real messed up. And yeah. he was like, yeah, I think I might have called or whatever. And he gets up off the bench and he like turns around and there's like blood coming out of the back of his pants. And I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure you're the one that called. 
Like, I think you're shot. <laughs> I think you've been shot. <laughs> yeah, I think you've been shot. <laughs> and he he goes, doesn't oh. even know himself. He's like so out of it. He doesn't even know. Right. He has a sippy cup, whatever. It's ridiculous. Terrible, man. Terrible. I also remember when uh, you guys shaved me a mohawk one time, and then I got yep. sent home and had to shave it off. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. That's funny because I'm sitting here with this like freaking mini pro right now and i'm like i got no job i'm not going anywhere next week i think i might just shave a fro next week and just rock that on the farm there you go just walk around with that might throw some feathers in it see what happens hey shit. what are you doing shit rock no those. one else is looking their ass no <laughs> one else is looking their ass you gotta do that at my feet sorry yeah you wear those you wear those uh america fuck yeah pants where you do that absolutely Oh, the Zubaz? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I don't get to lick my ass. I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm, I'm studying what he's doing. It's a bit aggressive for my taste, though. I don't, I don't know if I can get down there and do there what he's doing. I, anyway. Well, I've heard that uh, hot yoga helps with that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, you get to really like, like loosen up. I, I feel like if like, I learned how to do that and I was in there, that'd be the day that the ghosts actually show up because i've been waiting i'm living in this place that's older than the country and i'm like if you build it they will come or if you lick your ass they will come (laughs) (laughs) civil war ghosts show up as i'm like "Eh," deep in it so all right uh so you're you do you're you're painting now but you don't you don't you're are you really not doing a lot of the furniture design or gigs or jobs or whatever it is still still pushing it man so the furniture stuff is is actually starting to pop off a little bit more now i got a website up plug that later but uh yeah yeah, man got the website up now i've been working with uh, my buddy ryan pike who i met up in new york i mean we can plug it right now it's a a jackson jackson jackson-pike.com yep that's it Yeah, pulling up on there. I mean, it's very nascent. I actually just got an actual web designer to actually look at my stuff. I gave my login info, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fix that for you. It was like, good, because I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) It was like, I make the work. I don't understand this technology stuff. My stuff's very analog. Right. So he's going to hook me up. But yeah, man, like um, my buddy Ryan, the the pike half of the uh, website, He's got a bunch of sculptural type stuff he's doing or designing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually the hands that create it, you know, like take his interpretations, his sketches and make those real. So, oh, so, it's, like a, into. so it's like a Jobs and Wozniak situation. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, man. Cause I mean, yeah. like, he's like, he's the guy that designs chairs with like one leg and I'm like, Hey man, uh, being the technical side of this, we should probably have at least two more legs maybe, to make right. it work. He's like, no, but I buried it in concrete. And I was like, yeah, cool. Also about the concrete. Let's not do that because right. I still got, I'm still the one that has to move it around, mm-hmm. you know? So I got my designs as well. And there's like a, a few other things, but like, yeah, it's very nascent. It's very uh cool to like just dive in like enough talking about it you know what i mean enough just sitting here wondering and chatting about things let's actually dive in now and make this work 100 percent. i'm all about that man like if i 
what, what I usually do is if I start to get a fancy towards an idea or whatever, and it's, it keeps popping up in my head, I'll start watching YouTubes about it, like basic YouTubes, fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. if I still find it interesting, you kind of hit the intermediate and then you actually start trying to do the thing. And then you're like, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've reached a point now where I could dedicate a significant amount of time because I believe that this will be a passion of mine. That's and you just have to believe in it, man. You just gotta do it too. Just take yeah. that step. Because so many people just don't even take that step, you know. All yeah. the cheesy shit you see on the gram about like go out there and live for today or whatever. There's a reason yeah, it's a trope, too, man. Just go out there and do that shit, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and like, that's what I started doing. That's like, you know, originally doing these paintings, man. I was making them for me, having it for fun, doing right. Christmas presents and whatnot, you mm -hmm. know, for the family. And then like folks were like, hey, I want that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's work with you. Let's make something. Or like commission, which is really cool. Because then you're like, as you're working on it, you're doing like a, a, a single one-on-one -on -one OnlyFans where you're like, hey, you want to see me topless making this? I mean, you just want to see me in the process of making this? And then uh, take it from there. And it's, it's, it's freaking rad, man. It's just, oh, yeah. You can see it go. And I'm like, yeah. You don't get sick of it like you would like sitting at a desk job or whatever. I mean, I do miss the pay of a desk job, don't get me wrong. Right. But at the same time, it's like you're out there, you're hustling, you're doing your thing, you're creating art, you're creating works, and uh, people are picking them up, you're getting traction, it feels good. Awesome. not trying to be arrogant about it, because I'm also like, I'm not even close to as good as I could be. But. That's a weird line right there, is when you start to gain confidence in something, you don't want to sound like an ass about it, you know, yeah. but you also really want to let people know. It's like, listen, I'm looking for people to collaborate with. You got to yeah. be on my level though. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not here for amateurs. Like we got to, we're going to do a thing. We're going to do it right now. I'm in the middle of working with uh, Ryan Rich, mm -hmm. working with Steve's wife on something right now. Oh, word. He's like, let's collab on something. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So it's yeah. like this, uh, what's it called? Soap dancers. Those people that like have the silks and are like up in the air. Right. She took 168 photos and sends them to me. She's like, and photo dump. I was like, oh, word. Cool. Out of this, maybe, I mean, all of them are dope, like all of them. But I was like, let's try and narrow this down. And I'm like, I've narrowed it down to 50. <laughs> so from that, send me prints and I'll do my half on it, you know? So I'm really pumped about that one. That's going to be cool. Oh yeah, it up. Man, those guys uh, just as nuts as ever. By the way, uh, yeah, I figured. Yeah, I figured. Oh, yeah, oh, the rich, the riches, one hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to Stu forever, but yeah, he's good, man. He's good. He's uh, he's killing it in the uh, the fucking professional chef world. You know, he's down there at the super bougie. He's down there in the super, super bougie uh, Savannah restaurant, just slaying it, man. I had the opportunity to like stop by and see him when I was down there and like see him in his element, like having him in his grind. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, just to see him like this dude with a knife, like he comes to the house and I'm like, hey, cut these peppers up and cut mm -hmm. all this stuff. I'm thinking that's like, that's like a 10 minute job, you know, he'd be chopping these right. things up. Right. I like turn around, turn back around. He's like, what's next? I'm like, what? What, what, what? Perfectly diced. Everything's very fucking like 90 degree angle cuts on everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, well, 
I guess you can go chill for a little bit if I figure out something next for you. Right. Like, dude, stop being so badass at this. Did you want this uh, uh, Julian or, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, just do this? Okay, cool. What's your knife? Let me sharpen that and still cut it and be done in like two minutes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have lost a finger. Straight up. Oh, oh, speaking of uh, Rish, man, the, um, I, saw, I saw on Facebook that you still, you've still got up the header for uh, Red Team Go. I still do. That comedy thing from like, That's God. never going down. God, how long ago was that? 2006, whatever that was, man. Right. Yeah. Damn it, I still I remember. I remember make him play them for us and like, you know, like hear him over again. It's mm -hmm. just trippy to like how cocky we were back then. Especially. <laughs> it was like, uh, I got the alien one on CD somewhere, wherever CDs exist in the house right now, with you in it, and that one's also killer. Uh, there was also the uh, the Diary of a Wigger, I believe. Diary of a Wigger. Yeah. yeah, that was oh yeah. That, that was that one. man. I just smoked a bunch of bloods with my brand new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling around in that Oldsmobile. Damn, I was fly. <laughs> I remember, like, my, one of my favorites was, like, the broke-ass chef who would, like, go steal ketchup packets and try to make spaghetti. He's <laughs> like, yeah, got all these ketchup packets and a 99-pack of spaghetti from the Kroger. So <laughs> we're going to do a little cooking show with that. Dude, I love it. We're about to start doing skits on the other podcast. Yeah, uh, which is gonna be fun. Yeah, we've got a couple written out so far. We got a dude's got a nice camera. We got we got three comedians to work with and a guest sometimes. So yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, Get a little man. crew together. Indeed, we also might be putting together. Hey, uh, this is kind of a far flung idea, but we're putting together a uh, a, a short, like ten, like probably about fifteen minute episodes of a show, and we haven't uh -huh. figured out a name for it. We're thinking about it's something like the the quick and the dim-witted or like the stoned ranger yep. or something like that and yeah, we're yeah. literally going to film the whole show on horses because one of one of the guys knows someone who has horses so we're going to dress yeah. up like shitty cowboys and film a show on horses I'm super into that yeah so it'll be like a blazing saddles type thing so so get this shit right so again i'm out here on the farm it's a it's a the landlady there they're like in their 80s or whatever but they have horses and they still like manage these horses themselves being this old mm -hmm. and like i got to be a little bit of what we call friends with this horse and the donkey who's awesome we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. but uh this horse fucking passes away like as we're becoming like good friends i'm like i come up to the horse and i'm like hey let's take a selfie this motherfucker would pose and be like yeah we're doing that shit and i'm like what you know <laughs> and so like so he passes away one day. And I'm like, I, I, when I'm on the farm, I really don't leave when I'm there. I'm a homebody. So I was leaving to come back and like, you know, the vets down there, the biggest catheters I've ever seen in my life, which I was like, good. And that's like three of them. Really? Those, those are huge. Right. I go back home from there for a couple more days. I come back down to go to the grocery store and there's this giant dead horse just laying there on the side of the road of our farm. And they Shit. didn't bother to cover him up. Oh, they did. They covered up just his, like, stomach section, but his face was out there. So I don't want to see my dude, like, yeah. like, the Frozen scene from Mr. Ed, where he would be like, ooh, or no, what's Animal House? 
Yeah. <laughs> we're just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that ruined all the last two years of knowing this horse with just seeing him dead like this. I can't mm-hmm. see him any other way. This is, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he's gone. You get a new one. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, geez, Christ, people. That's but the country. Yeah, man, that sounds fucking rad, dude. That's the country life for you, though, man. Like, they respect the cycle of life. They're just like, well, it happens. Yeah, yeah, this happened. <laughs> Bury it, get another one, and just yeah. keep going. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Shit. I'm I mean, like asking her, I'm like, you know, teach me like some writing classes. And she's like, bitch, I'm fucking I'm 80 something years old. I'm not teaching anybody how to ride a horse. <laughs> These horses are old as fuck, too. They're not holding anybody. If anything, mm-hmm. they would just stand there and be like, get the fuck off me. Right. <laughs> so it's like all like, it's like a retirement home for horses. Actually, um, I looked up that horse's name, St. Giles, patron saint of um, hermits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's fitting because I'm out here alone. And I'm right. like, hey, you know, I dig this dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're chatting with the saint of hermits. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I'm hanging out with hermit life, you know, and then he dies on me. And I'm like, is this a sign? Like, no, no. Yeah. You bury me in this farm too. Right. They'll put the a longest time. They'll put a blanket over your midsection. Don't worry. What's that? I said they'll put a blanket over your midsection if you die. Don't worry. Just my midsection. Die. My yeah. face is like. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like ever since I moved out there, I was like totally convinced it was like a get out type situation because there's no locks on the doors or anything. So I'm in there. I'm like, cool. Gonna let it happen. Gonna yeah. let it happen. Just yeah. do some weird shit, and maybe they'll run away from that. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna helicopter at you until you run away. Wait. So yeah. you were you were also just saying that you were getting in the the to Lovecraft country as well. That, that that's not making you more paranoid. That's oh, not- it makes me <laughs> extra paranoid. I love that Lovecraft shit. I mean, Lovecraft doesn't love black people, but I love Lovecraft. So fuck it. Yeah, he was a racist motherfucker. He really was. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that poem is, I forget the name of it. It's like I'm tipping my tongue, but I want to misquote on your show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, like we play a lot of like, of course, board games and whatnot. And a lot of them are like Lovecraftian themed. And so I'm watching the show and like all I want to do is go play the game. But again, mm-hmm. it would be me alone at the house playing for like four characters. Right. And be like, all right, now it's my turn again. Then you move chairs. No, it's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) And the madness takes hold. (laughs) And then the madness takes hold. So I'm watching it with mom, and mom's like, so I come up here to like download all my shows and whatnot. Because I've got no signal down there. And I'm watching the show with her, and she's like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, you're more likely to go insane than you are to actually die in a Lovecraft world. And she's like, mm. I can see that. Yeah, but I'm going insane. I'm going to go upstairs now and die. <laughs> you know? I finally... Yeah, so Lovecraft uh, feels pretty good, man. I dig it. I finally ended up reading actually one of his works, uh, the At the Mountains of Madness, I believe it was mm. called. Really mm-hmm. good. It was a slow start because the character, he definitely... He lets you know that those characters are fucking geologists. He talks about geology for like yeah. three fourths of the book. Yeah. So like, but by the time the, the payoff at the end is worth it. So, so you'll, you'll probably dig this. 
There's um, a little small crew, apparently, uh, my former co-workers when I was working. Mm. They would get together and do uh, Arkham Horror with custom characters. I don't know if you know that game. It's like a Lovecraftian game. But I was like, hey, I would play Papa Midnight. In this mm. I would bring him into that universe. So I was like, mix a little bit of Constantine. I mean, like, it's it's close. It's near a world, you know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But take this character and bring him into it. So I bring him into it, and like they were like, "Fuck, that's a good character to bring." Like people are like bringing Larry David and like dumb shit. <laughs> Larry <you know>? David. <laughs> <laughs> like, would Larry David be like in a in a fucking Cthulhu or whatever, however you pronounce his name world? You know. I'm just, uh, yeah, just yeah. saying, it's not really a madness. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not really madness. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so 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 so. <laughs> Meanwhile, Papa Midnight's in there like, you punk bitches. This is, right. I'm, I'm in between worlds myself already. Let's bring that shit on. I've read, uh, cool. I have read uh, Hellblazer. All of, the, all of the issues of Hellblazer from 1 to 300. I've probably read, read that five times. I, yeah. I've been through the whole What's thing. weird is, like, how is he friends with Swamp Thing? Like, really? How did that become, like, a duo? Like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think I think Swamp Thing considered like the old Sun Tzu, like keep your enemies close. <laughs> I think that was his yeah. whole thing. And then Constantine yeah. just used them all the time. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, I was reading it. I was like reading sporadic episodes like here and there of Hellblazer. And I was like, why is Swamp Thing here? This... Okay. Oh, oh. Well, sure, whatever. I'm into it. I'm not yeah. going to deny it, but I'm just weird. I'm I'm just gonna roll with it. I don't really yeah. know what's going on, but I like every moment of it. Let's bring it on. His, uh, his, hey, for, no his. We talked about the wolf. We talked about the wolf. No hunting. <laughs> you know, it's like so. Waylon's like a hundred pound dog, right? Mm-hmm. And then Deuce is all of like fifteen pounds. Yet Deuce is the one that's the instigator. It's like I'm gonna hump that. And I'm mm. like, I'm like big dude. I get that. Like you need to calm it down. Anyway. Oh, so um, you were saying on the website, I have notes down here, so I'm fancy today. Yeah, um, bring them up. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're saying your main influence is uh, Gerhard Richter? Was that it? Is that right? Yeah, Gerhard Richter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll, I'll just say my notes about it. Uh, considered one of the most important contemporary German artists. <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah, so what, what was it that uh, originally drew you, drew you to that? The, the artist so i fucking had the flu one day that's what got me into the painting of all this stuff i had the flu and i'm like hey hey calm it down i know you're angry you're 15 pounds and angry calm it down sorry um <laughs> so like yeah i get the flu and i'm at home and i'm like just watching shit on netflix the faculty had his documentary on there Mm-hmm. And this guy, his method in everything was just insane to me. It's like he's so like on point. Very much not how I do my paintings even mm-hmm. now, but like he was just like really on it, and like it just showed his method and like you know things he was saying and like watching him drag a blade across a canvas. I was like, holy fucking shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of blew me away. And then, you know, I studied him for a while before I even picked up some paint and blade myself. 
and then it happened to be um, in a museum, some museum downtown in D.C. here, and I, I saw one of his works and saw how big and what how intricate it was, and it was like, holy fucking shit. It right. like kind of fucking took my breath away, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, gonna to take a break here for a second. I, I got to go pee really badly. Too many beers. One second. Nope. <laughs> yep, I got you. I can drag you through and see what happens. Boys, come on. All good. So you were, uh, you were, you had the flu and you ended up seeing one of his gigantic paintings. So I wouldn't say gigantic, but like, so I go see Gerhardt Richter's painting at the uh, National Gallery of Art mm-hmm. and like just the detail in it and the, uh, the color theory, I guess you would say, that went into it. Because that's really the only control you have with these abstracts is the color theory aspect. After that, it's whatever the blade's going to do itself when you drag it across a canvas. And like seeing how he did it, I was like, man, this is absolutely fucking amazing. And at the time, I happened to be working at a job where I could get cheap access to Plexi and make my own blades. And so I came home, made that... Uh, H-frame slash torture device slash sex device Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, put it together and started getting to work and like dude like ever since then it's like days upon days of my week or evenings I come home and just doing that like that's my number one hobby if you will which is now my life it's just like it's grown into a thing it's just it's been great dude just like see what you can create you know like you saw the one that was behind me back here, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, dude, it's 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 like a kind of a cathartic feeling when you're like just doing it. You're in your zone. I'm sure when you when you're like working too, you know, you get that moment where you're like, it doesn't feel like work. It's just yeah. what you enjoy, you know. Yeah. It's a flow state. Like, yeah, man, it geeks me out too when like people like. Uh, uh, are talking about the work. It's not like really something to fill your head. It's more like I knew what I was thinking when I created this. But when you hear what other people think when they see it, you know, or like what their interpretations are, that's awesome, dude. Because like, kind of like Gerhard Richter, kind of like Jackson Pollock, I really don't want to name my stuff. A lot of people call that copping out. And I'm like, no way. I want you, I don't want to influence what you see whatsoever. This is abstract work. I want you to go in and you tell me because that makes me geek harder to go back and paint more stuff to be like, cool, you saw this with it, you know? I guess especially if someone sees something very similar to what you meant in an abstract. Yeah. That's got to be a a really interesting feeling. You're like, wait, you got that? (laughs) Very few times has that happened. Like the most recent one, um, the last bouquet, that one clearly has a bouquet of flowers on it. Mm-hmm. And you see, which was not intentional, this lady like standing there in an all black veil. I like to think that it was a lady like at the end of her life, like looking back and these flowers were like her last memories or whatever that she had left. And the way I made them abstracted is they're very fragmented. So it's like, even she can't really remember them to a certain extent, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, 
if you look like as the painting like pans from left to right, it goes in like a rain, almost like a black rain is happening to show the end of just the end, you know, the end of life for that moment, whatever. If you're Buddhist, it continues on, she comes the flowers, whatever. Fuck it, I don't know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's cool when people kind of click and get that. But even that lady herself, like painted on there, that was not intentional. That's just how it ended up working out. You know, I threw the flowers on there to give some fucking people something that looks like reality. Like, <laughs> right. Make them like it more. Mm. <laughs> you know? Here you go, normies. Yeah, normies <laughs> who don't get it. Yeah. And I've got, like, friends in France who are like, sit down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, like, write them stuff. Right. Um, I did look up uh, uh, a couple quotes from this guy. This Gerhard Richter dude. And... Uh, one of them was, uh, the photograph is the most perfect picture. It does not change, it is absolute, and therefore autonomous, unconditional, devoid of style. Both in its way of informing and in what it informs of, it is my source. This guy said that before the invention of Photoshop. <laughs> I can't hear you. Sounds out a little bit. This is better than being at the cottage, though. It'd be even worse if I was out there. Yeah. Okay, that works. I can hear you now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, that's another thing with Gerhardt, dude. He's just like, I'll just go ahead and say it. he's a genius, man. It's crazy. Again, though, his work ethic is just through the roof. Like this dude's like in his late sixties, and he's creating almost like a thousand paintings a year. Jesus. He's like, he's like, oh, 200 shows, got it, done, you know. I'm like, what? But I mean, I, I guess that's like, I'm not just trying to slap paint on a board and make it work at his level, of course, because mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure he makes a lot of garbage with those thousand paintings, you know. Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, hey, I'm broke, so I need to every make every board needs to count, <laughs> you know, for something. So yeah, it's kind of cool, but it's also like really inspiring to like, it, it, he was a jump off point, I'll say, because there's artists like Eddie Martinez right now, um, Cecily Brown, she is fucking amazing, dude. I think she got knighted or some shit, but anyway, oh. a British chick who lives in America and like her work is just bonkers and it's like using these guys as inspiration. Because, I mean, it, it all comes from somewhere, you know? You can't just, there's nothing new under the sun, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, imitation, emulation, it's all the same thing. It's just the, yeah. the, the percentage of how much you take from it, yeah. or whether you do it wholesale or just 10% or 15% or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And even still, it's like, when I'm working on the canvas, too, it's like, hey, I'm feeling what you were doing, but it just ends up being tweaked. There's no, there's no way I can copy any of them because I don't want to copy them, one. Right. But emulate, if you will, we'll say that. There's no way to even emulate them. It becomes your own. Mm -hmm. There's actually a few things now that I have hidden that I haven't really shown yet that have mm -hmm. been like in the backgrounds, which I'm mixing in like some Basquiat style where it's actually putting like some crazy sketch figures on there and whatnot. So all these things are coming. I'm, I'm screwing around with different shapes, you know. Like Is that to give it like a, a dream-like look almost? Yeah. 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 Dig it. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. So it's like, and even with this collab work where it's like, hey, I want you to have like literally photographs and then like add your part in the background and bleeding onto 
and I'm like talking about like you're replacing their eyes with my style with like abstract streaks coming off of them and whatnot. So kind so, of a abstract meets pop art. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. It's gonna have some depth to it too, which is really cool because there's like there's depth with the things I do, but when you add depth with a an actual photograph that has that already depth there, mm. and you're already trying to mimic it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been like looking at all these like classical masters like Caravaggio and whatnot, which whose style I don't paint at all. I'm not doing, you know, old school stuff. Right. But it's cool to see like, you know, how they do light and tenebrism and how they're going to like balance all that kind of stuff around. So it's like. Exactly. Like I, I've read almost all of John's, as a writer, I've read almost all of John Steinbeck's books. Uh -huh. I'm never going to write like John Steinbeck. I don't want to write like John. I don't even want to remotely write like him. But yeah. he's got very specific things that he does that mm -hmm. I look at and go, all right, I want to learn that. Particularly mm -hmm. more like how he gets very personal. Mm -hmm. He fleshes out like, this is a real person. This is a person going through shit. And you should absolutely have empathy for it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Because like people have said like, hey, you know, you're evoking these positive feelings through a lot of your works. And I'm like, really? because a lot of them may look like poppy and fun, but I'm going through some shit that's <laughs> going, going in there. But cool, if that's what you think, go ahead, whatever. I'll let you have it. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, there was another quote by that dude, uh, Gerhard. Gerhard, uh, it was, uh, one has to believe in what one is doing. One has to commit oneself inwardly in order to do painting. Once obsessed, once ultimately once obsessed, one ultimately carries it to the point of believing that one might change human beings through paintings. But if one lacks this passionate commitment, there is nothing left to do. Then it is, there is nothing left to do. Then it is best to leave it alone for basically painting is idiocy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dig that. I've seen that one before too from him. Um, kind of like it says on the website there for me, it's like, yeah, man, like, if I can evoke a feeling out of you when you're looking at this work, it's a success. Mm -hmm. But also if you're looking at it and you don't feel shit, I'm like, still a success, you know, <laughs> because I'm like, Hey, you're looking at this thing. You didn't get anything from it. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like, you know, I know you're not getting anything from, it. I don't want to draw anything out of you. But if you're looking at it like, Hey, it's just, it's a bunch of fucking different colors splashed together, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, cool. I I'll take that. Whatever. You know, so I feel like, you know, there's things I consider success. I really don't like the same thing with Gerhardt. I kind of feel the same way, too, is like when people comment and say, oh, that's great or that's wonderful. Oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's your opinion. But I it's ultimately like how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. If I feel that's good enough to pass along, you know, like I passed on a few yesterday. I, I gave one as a wedding gift to some friends of mine who had their like wedding delayed because of COVID fucking crazy right and i was like i feel fucking fantastic about this but i also let him my friend know in the meta of that painting in the underpainting there was a um space invaders theme going on uh. <laughs> i had painted in on it he was like i love it more now because this dude used to have a full cabinet for space invaders oh nice and i was yeah. like i'm gonna incorporate that in here and like now he's like I'm, I'm just going to clue you in a little bit of what you see there. And he's like, I totally see it now. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, rad, dude. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, I have my feelings on what, on what a piece is. And um, 
I really don't give a fuck if people don't feel it or not. Mm. I think it's pretty cool when they do feel it and they actually have comments on it. I think that's rad. I think that's more of like opening your mind. It's um, I have a cheesy little line where it's like the art's really not made with the hands, made with the soul, so it should be viewed with the soul. Oh, you know, and that's oh, look at that, look at that smile. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's that's truth, though. I mean, I, yeah. I'm making it with my hands, but it is really just coming from here. When mm-hmm. you're dragging a blade across, you're only going in so many different directions, right? When you're using a two-foot, a four-foot blade to just drag some paint across a canvas, and whatever that leaves behind, that is what it is, and you can interpret it whatever way you want. I have very little control over it. And one of my favorite things is to uh, have the, the blade get stuck in like too much paint. And I've actually got to exert some effort to drag this motherfucker across the, the canvas to be like, you will get on there and you will land on this. That's really the only control it has. But the, the, the control it has in your mind and your thoughts after the fact, once it's dry, that's a cool motherfucker to me, man. I, I love handing it over. My one of my mentors, I hand it over. I hand uh, you know my drawings to him or my paintings to him. And I'm like, hey, what do you see here? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And he like he's pretty brutal. He's like push it further, push it further, push it further. But at the same time, he sees like the wackiest shit and has like the coolest feelings from it too. Though at the same time, mm-hmm. so he like he's like compliment sandwiches you. He's like, this is really great. Go fucking harder. And I'm like, all right, right. I'll go harder yeah. then. Dude, everybody needs a friend like that. Yeah. Everybody. Like, I was actually thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about it all like last week. It's basically like there's no reason to be a hater at all. No. Like, I, and I posted about this on Facebook today. It was, it was basically like, look, if you don't like a genre of music, don't fucking listen to it. If you don't like yep. a show's content, don't watch it. If you yeah. don't like a, the way a writer writes and you think he's a misogynist, don't read it. Like, yeah. it's as simple as that. And, you know, don't shit on people's fucking parade because, mm-hmm. number one, usually it's from fucking jealousy. I hate to put it that way, but it really is. Yeah, and because people feel like a failure in their own lives and they don't know how to get out of their own funk and they're angry at you for getting out of a funk. They're like, how are you happy right now? The world yeah. is going to hell. And you're like, the world is not going to hell. You're just freaking out. Like, you're just freaking out. Yeah. Your reality is going to hell. Not everyone else's right you know exactly you're you're also you're letting your reality go to hell in most of those cases you can control that shit to a certain extent you know yeah people there, get off there are times where emotions should explode but there yeah. are times where it's just like hey this shit's fucked up you know control your shit you know, understand it you only let yourself if, if the news fucking fucks you up don't read the fucking news right. you know <laughs> You want to know? You want to know how to get the real news without getting pissed off? Just What's go that? watch C-SPAN. C-SPAN? Yeah. 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 No, watch the whole fucking two hours of the committee meeting. No yep. spin. No nothing. No watch spin. the whole thing. Just straight up. Here's what it is. Yep. Here's exactly what they said, yep. and that is it. Oh, I love C-SPAN. By the way, it's good shit. That I've been watching all the debates on there because there's no yeah. there's no cuts, there's no edits, there's no nothing. It's literally just here you go. Nope. And when it's over, it's over. There's yep. nobody really talking afterwards, as far as I've seen. Analysts or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. But yeah. Yeah, the pundits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, punditry has its place. 
I like I listen to some punditry because like my podcasts are all polit political or they're like stuff you should know based, you know, or, like science based or, or, mm. or learning something, not just murder mysteries. But uh, I can't stand murder mystery podcasts. I can't. <sighs> I'm kind of over it, man. Like, I've never even listened to one. And I'm still yeah. over it. Or those murderinos. I'm probably pissing off a whole subsect here. Yeah, but uh, they're probably not watching. Yeah, I'm this. just not into it. I'm just <laughs> not into it. I'm like, that's cool. I understand. There was one night though, a couple nights ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, what was her name from like in 2010 or so? 2011, she like killed her baby or whatever. That chick, and she went out partying. Casey Anthony, is that right? Casey something, yeah. It's like Casey Anthony, I think. Yeah. 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 So I had this fucked up dream, and I'll get to this because I've been having fucked up dreams. And like waking up, like what the shit was that? I'm gonna make some coffee and just stay awake because I right. am not trying to go back into that dream. But uh, what you live in like... Lovecraft country, bro. You're in you live in Lovecraft. <laughs> so the thing is, I paused on watching. I just downloaded the rest of the season tonight so I can catch up watching it. But yeah, and also because I live in the middle of nowhere, so literally the last house on the left. So what? don't come over and murder me okay. unless you want to have a good party on the way in. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to win, but it's going to be difficult. But uh, <laughs> mentally taxing, not physically. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, man. So I had this crazy dream and like looked at this thing on her. I, I, what was the dream? It was like, I was like in the dream, having the dream, but she was on TV as if it was still the trial going on. So it was super weird. And then I like wake up and I was like all messed up about it. And like had to watch like a, a 58 minute long YouTube on her with like all the actual interviews. And I was like, mm -hmm. that bitch was crazy. <laughs> 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 like listening to it. I was like, oh, cool. But it soothed me back to sleep with uh, understanding how fucked up the human psyche can be. Right. Like she was, she was one of the cases that were just that, that you looked at and you're like, you're guilty. It's kind of like OJ Simpson. You look at him and you go, you're guilty. Yeah, you're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> you're guilty. You're guilty. Which I think she was guilty. You know, I'm not going to say against that. But the way she was acting, though, like how the human condition, she had like, I did all this research at 2.22 in the morning, in the morning, and like all these psychologists were like, no, she's completely sane. This is just the way she perceives the world, you know, to get back to that original point. It's just like, if the world's fucking you up, I'm not saying go Casey Anthony and drown your baby, but I'm saying, you know, handle it and do your thing. But it's just weird how the brain can react to those certain things, you know? It's Indeed. like, oh, this is a really traumatic situation. I'm going to treat it like every other situation and just be chipper about it. I'm not mm. saying that's a positive way to be, but it's just really bizarre, you know? Well, what else are you going to do about it? Are you going to ruin the rest of your life because of this one thing that's going wrong in your life? Yeah. That's not, yeah. that's not a smart idea. Like, Again, not to, not to be like, don't murder your babies. But <laughs> yeah, but don't ruin your life because one thing's going wrong. If it's just shitty, it's like, yeah, it's just shitty. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've got no job still. And I'm like, the rejection letter. So I'm like, that just strengthens me hustling harder on getting these paintings out and building furniture. And doing I might want to move your finger from the mic. What's that? Uh, move your finger from the mic. Ah, that's what uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it just makes me stronger when I hear, like, you know, hey, you got five rejections to your applications you applied for. I'm like, wonderful. 
cool. Well, I'm going to just put me in the shed. I'm going to start working on a new project. I'm going to start working on this and sell this then. So, Well, there's the old sales adage of like every, every, uh, every time someone declines, it's just closer to approval. Yeah, exactly. Like really, it's just, you're just, you're increasing your, your, the proportions of you succeeding the more you fail. It's simply down. It's like, oh, fuck me. Well, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to go even harder now. You yep. know? Mm-hmm. Is that all you yeah, got? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Is that all you got? Yeah. Life uh, kicking you in the nuts over and over again. Uh, you just stare life right in the fucking eye. Yeah. Kick it again. Kick it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> and then I rub my head and piss on the ground. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You want to go? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't get that. These, these bulls. I was like, maybe I do get it because it's like I'm doing the same thing. So I'm a Taurus as well. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna roll my head and piss. But yeah, I guess so. It's a uh, yeah. You're right there. That's actually, you know what? You did that. You did that to me. You helped me grow just now. Indeed. I'm a little bit taller now. There you go. <laughs> did you yeah. want to be a baller and have a have a rabbit in the hat six oh, foot taller not. i didn't even get that song it makes no sense That's you wish you were taller i wish it was shorter you know right. why airplanes shower heads buses random ladies at the store who are like can you reach that for me and i'm like right. no you know what i can't i've got t-rex arms i can't right. do that all right excuse me sir <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> That would be an even better reaction. That's the next time for sure. Indeed. Dude, I'm at the store. I'm, like, I'm trying to get some new pillows. And um, it's these two old ladies. As I'm looking at through the plethora of pillows they had to choose from. And uh, this lady just farts audibly, very loudly. Mm-hmm. And uh, her girlfriend doesn't acknowledge it. They're like in their 60s, 70s, somewhere in there. And I'm there like, what? And like no one says a thing, and I'm like, that stinks too. I'm like, I'm I'm just not gonna pick up pillows today. I don't want to like go home and get a pillow and just reminded every time I lay down on it of this lady's stank farts. I'm like, really, I can't wait to get old and just just shard myself in public and not have anything care about it. Anyone care? You don't have to give a fuck anymore. You're done giving a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So why do we why do we have to wait till we're old to do it? Let's just do it now. We don't. We don't. Hey, give yourself a stupid fucking haircut, whatever, from YouTube. It's fine. I like that. Haircut. Live your life. <laughs> I like that haircut, man. It looks rad, dude. It's D- DIY, you know. Um, oh, yeah. But I already have the issue of uh, uh, doing offensive jokes. So a haircut like this, if I put gel in it, it makes me look like a fucking white supremacist. Yeah, <laughs> like a Richard that. Spencer fucking I, thing. I, yeah, I can see that. So don't I got a suit on when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't don't point to things on the top shelf. Hey, can you can you grab that for me? Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not gonna do it unless you got an old lady farting next to you. Then I'll right. do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, just to help you out and get you also out of here. I'll I'll help you out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a that's a good place to leave it off. I think we've gone about uh, over an hour. Yeah, about an hour twenty minutes. So, rock and roll, yeah. man, dude. B, thanks for fucking joining, man. I fucking it was awesome absolutely to see man i'm sorry if this was all trash i'm just kind of just no not at all blathering off here no nah, dude it's about it's just about conversation and that's it yeah you, to have you a know conversation. who i have conversations with hmm. richard spencer i mean uh you <laughs> yeah, right. sorry my bad 
yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that was my boy Brandon Jackson. B, uh, check out his website, which is jackson-pike.com. That's jackson-pike.com. I'll put in the, the description, whatever. Uh, also check out his uh, all of his paintings and his furniture. Do you have any furniture designs on there? They're not up yet. They're coming soon. We're only putting okay. new fresh works on there, but they are coming. Cool, cool. As long as I still have fingers. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Check check his shit out, man. And uh, you got anything else you want to plug? You got some social media? You got what? Anything? Yeah, man. Just like a hoss, at like a hoss on uh, Instagram. Cleon Bodine. If you search for that, I'm pretty much the only one you'll find. Cleon Cobra Bodine. Mm. Yeah. If you, you're, You'll only find me there. But, uh, dude, this has been fantastic. It's good to see you again virtually and chat it up. Indeed, yeah. I was a little worried how the Zoom show was going to go. I've never really done one. But, yeah, it went pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, B. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Um, That's the next episode of Discoursers. And always remember to go fuck yourself. Fuck you.